Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, After Buzzers, you are watching the Orange is the New Black After Show. Gang is all here tonight. We have the kitchen crew back together. Blanca and Maritza are back together, but not in the greatest of ways. And even Tasty and Cindy reunite. You are watching the After Show for Season 7, Episode 3 right now. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz What is up, everybody? Hello, hello. Episode three, another amazing episode with my girls. Hey. Thank y'all so much for joining us uh, for another episode of the Orange is the New Black After Show. I'm April, joined by my lovely co-host Francesca. Hi. And Brianna. Hello. Thank y'all for joining us again. Let us know what you thought in the comments because, as per usual, another crazy episode. Being that it's the final season, I feel like we're just going to say that every single time. Probably. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. (laughs) Um, What did y'all think about the episode overall? So much happening, I know. It felt it was it was a little bit slower to me than the last episode, mm-hmm. but there was still so much going on. Yeah, um, I got goosebumps once you pointed out where they were going, the kitchen crew. Oh yeah. yes, I was like, oh my god, Maritza! I was right. like, okay, awesome. I know we will we'll get there in our conversation and talk about it, but just the thought of so many people being back together, mm-hmm. which I feel like truly we've begged for. Since, what, like, season two, that group kind of being back together, it just makes me really, really happy, the thought of it. (laughs) Um, We start off tonight's episode with kind of what I would consider a big dog move, Um, the new warden... Warden Ward? Warden Ward. I'm not going to say that. We're just going to call her uh, Ward, okay? Or Warden, whatever. (laughs) The new Warden um, has shut down the shoe. Mm -hmm. And so we see Red and Badison and Gloria getting out, um, of course, to the CO's dismay. Um, even I, th- I believe it's Hopper that says at one point, he's like, ad seg is already overflowing, so what are you going to do now? And mm-hmm. she says, we're going to, you know, do this with positive reinforcement. Um, we've seen the episode, so we know what happens, but do you think this idea of hers is a good idea? I mean, I think it's a good idea. I don't think solitary is good. Like, we see with Red, she's practically, like, not even the same person anymore. Yeah. Um, but maybe it could have been, like, a transition or I don't know. But I I personally think it was a good move. Yeah. I thought it was testy as a first move for someone so new with very little experience. I was very nervous. And it's obvious that she has no idea what she's really doing. Because <laughs> when Tasty got in that fight with Badison and mm-hmm. then she jumped in... Honestly, I don't think it's the warden's job to jump into something like that. That's no. why you have, so, like, uh, I was about to say soldiers. <laughs> Other officers soldiers to handle stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I just feel like it was 
it was an impulsive thing because her intentions are really good. Mm-hmm. But I don't think shutting it down immediately without already having a backup plan was the smartest thing. I I totally agree because even when it was happening, I feel the same way. Like solitary confinement is, mm-hmm. you know, we can list all the reasons why it's so terrible. But mm-hmm. like you said, just look at Red. She you know, is almost suicidal and mm-hmm. they kind of list you know the things that are uh ward god i keep wanting to say warden ward and i'm like mm-hmm. don't say that you're gonna <laughs> that up. but um she you know lists these things of you know people having mental breakdowns and being suicidal and red has this moment where she's like i don't know if i can go on yeah um but i also had the part of me that was like well so are you just gonna move people to add seg like you definitely can't just do it and be like, okay, let's figure this out. Anytime you have a plan like that, like there are always going to be some parts of it that you do just kind of have to figure out. Right. But it just seemed like too, I mean, she clearly didn't have a plan. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's super green. I think, you know, when we see later with, um, Natalie mm-hmm. Figueroa, Figueroa mm-hmm. when she comes in and kind of talks to her, she, at first she starts talking to her kind of like out of like spite, like, Ugh, you're this young 20, what did they say? 25, 26, 26 I think. 26. Yeah, some, yeah, something there, like, taking her spot, you know. But she gave her some advice, like, just do whatever you want. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you got you got put here because you're a woman or you got put here because you're black, but just do it. So I think she was just starting off really green, but now that she kind of ha- she's going to have more confidence, and so it's going to go in the right direction. I think the conversation that they had, um, as much as, uh, you know, Fig has been a semi, let's say, disliked character mm-hmm. throughout her tenure on Orange is the New Black. She's a lovely person. Yes, she is. <laughs> um, I actually appreciated the conversation between the two that. of them mm-hmm. because it's so, I compare it to the conversation that she had with Hopper, meaning that Ward had with Hopper, where essentially, same situation. Obviously, he's coming at her like super on fire because he was the direct person and probably you know, according to what he says, and I believe it, the more uh, experienced person. And, you know, a lot of times in a job like that, you do learn from being on the job. Right. You know, he makes fun of her doing these night classes and whatever. Um, but I com- I see those two and compare them because it's essentially the same thing. She- he's telling her, you know, I think you got this job because you're a woman and because you're black. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't say that. And he's a man, you know, things come off different. But I appreciated that Fig was like, yeah, you still got the job. Do what you're going to do with it. Like, they both could have said the exact same thing, but she was straight up and she's like, okay, so what are you going to do? Are you just going to lay down and let everybody tell you what to do? No, you're going to, you have to figure it out. And I mean, she obviously ends up in the end of the episode doing it well, but Mm -hmm. definitely kind of scares you a little bit and even made me question her a bit whenever he's like, it should have been me. I'm like, well, maybe it should have been, but it's not. It's not. So. I, part of me is kind of like, how naive are you to really (laughs) think (laughs) that your little night classes made you qualified to be a warden? Mm -hmm. Like, so the thought of you being a black woman didn't cross your mind one time. Right. Yeah. So I'm 
that makes me question her a little bit because if you're that naive, granted, I was kind of scared that she was going to go ahead and move Voss or like take it into consideration heavily. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that she didn't. Right. But just that situation alone where she didn't once think that she got the position because she was black, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, girl, you got to harden up. Right. And Natalie pointed that out. She said, if that chair is going yep. to bring out that much emotion out of you, you are not going to last here. Right. And she can clearly still get her points across and do what she thinks is the right thing without, you know, breaking herself down as a person. She doesn't have to change herself as a person. She just has to be a little more, I guess, tough. Yeah. I don't even want to say she has to be tough, but, like, that is what it is. She can't just, like, take everybody running over you because they've been there longer and especially because they're men. Mm -hmm. Right. That just isn't going to work. I really like, though, how Hellman said... Oh, I love your blazer because he was just being <laughs> a d bag. Yeah, and then sh- and then um, Figaro was like, "Get a new blazer." <laughs> I mean, it was pretty atrocious. Let's all it was be real. terrible. It was really bad. <laughs> yes, we can talk about fashion on Orange is the yeah, Black. It's fine. <laughs> There's also a part for that. Um, Hellman approaches her as you mentioned with the situation of um, the Battison situation. We see her get out of uh, the shoe. And she's essentially blaming everything on Alex, which it is technically Alex's fault. We know that Alex was setting her up. Blah, blah, blah. She ends up in the shoe. Whatever. Um, It surprises me that Badison still thinks that she kind of has this say to be able to call the shots. Clearly, she hasn't seen Daya recently. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do like the fact that she just totally gets shut down. And he does kind of fall for it because... McCullough and Alex do this crazy ploy at the beginning of the episode to get him off her back. We talked about in the last episode, how do we think she's going to get out of it? And we're all like, I mean, she can. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like 30 seconds in, she gets really out of it. <laughs> yeah. well, she, she gets out of it with, with Hellman, but yeah. she's she's gets stuck trying to slang vitamins. Girl. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, I would rather get stuck with McCullough than um, Hellman. Yeah. Because she can manipulate McCullough if she wanted to. Mm -hmm. Because she's like vitamins. She said what? Like the centric centrum. 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 Girl, right? And you don't stop. She got out of her mom's medicine cabinet or something. And that's like that. some of them are inspired. <laughs> Ooh, more thrill. Yeah. No, but like the last episode after we filmed, I was thinking, like, wait a minute, what is she gonna be giving her? Right? Like, what drugs is she gonna be selling? Where did McCullough come up with drugs? I don't know how that never crossed my mind. I was like, yeah. okay, she's selling drugs. That's it. Vitamins. Right? That makes me nervous because I'm like, this can go very badly mm-hmm. because McCullough is so dim in -hmm. this type of situation Mm -hmm. so she's just way over her head and i just see it going really bad for both of them the fact that she clearly says she's like i'm new at this i don't know how to acquire drugs okay then why did you you know Mm -hmm. give her this proposition why did you ask her to do this you have to just like ward you have to have a plan in place not that we're you know promoting the selling of drugs but it's like this is a TV show. If this is what's going to happen, then, <laughs> yeah. like, you need to be able to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Are y'all surprised that Hellman kind of fell for the ploy? No. 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 He's an idiot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so he got so upset that he ate all three burritos that he brought in <laughs> that day. I was I was a little surprised myself because 
I immediately knew what was happening mm-hmm. because it was just so obvious. But I guess with everything that's going on and they're having all of these random drug searches because of Daddy's death, I shouldn't be that surprised, but... I, I guess she just played it better than I thought she could ever play it, meaning McCullough did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we don't have too much love for her, but... And McCullough or is McCullough. very square. So yeah. it would definitely go over his head if she ever got into situ- a situation like that. So for her to reprimand Alex, that's it fits her character. So it was easy for him to fall into that. That's very true. His, um... The interactions that Hellman had with Badison, of course, she's immediately asking to, like, get back in the game with the drugs with him. Um, But in the meantime, she manages to somehow piss off Tasty again. Um, Now, granted, Tasty is coming straight off a meeting with Cindy Mm -hmm. that Suzanne has parent trapped them in I which like <laughs> if anybody could do it Suzanne could do it right yeah but it went exactly how I expected it to go mm-hmm. I mean I never expected them to of course have any sort of good conversation especially the first time um but I guess it's just like it is what it is and it surprises me that Cindy even looked like she expected Tasty to have some sort of positive reaction to their meeting I don't know I think I well, I think. Oh my gosh, why am I blanking on her name? Tasty. Yeah, <laughs> Tasty. I passed fight. that along to you. <laughs> I think Tasty's fight with Badison mm-hmm. was because Cindy wanted her to fight her, and she didn't. Oh yeah, and so she took that anger out on Badison. Absolutely, she just yeah. gave her a reason. I don't know if. Cindy had expectations for how the meeting would go once she saw it because she was caught off guard. Right. But I think she would have just been happy for anything. Yeah. Yeah, I do feel like of either of the two of them, like, Cindy would be the one that would be most likely to break down and be like, okay, let's figure it out. I mean, we saw her say, like, go ahead, hit me, I deserve this. Um, But Tacey's just like... No. No, because yeah. it's giving her something that she wants. Mm-hmm. And because if, if Tasty hits her, then it's almost like I mean, obviously they're no way nowhere near even, but it's like, okay, we're a little more even now because mm-hmm. I did this, but you beat me up, so whatever. But Tasty's smarter than that and isn't gonna give her the satisfaction. And it makes me sad to say that because I've always loved their friendship and right. I've always loved Cindy, but it's also like, I mean, she's in jail for life because of you. Yeah. And how is there a resolution? Even when she says you know, I I tried to fix it. You have to know that I tried to fix it. Too little, too late. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, what can you do now? Part of me feels like Tasty still has a little bit of love for Cindy still. Yeah. And that's yeah, why. Yeah, I think so, too. Because Tasty knew if she put her hands on Cindy, she would F her up. Yeah. And she didn't want to do that to her friend. That's true. And I know there's the part of Tasty that knows Cindy did it because it's basically her or, you know, I don't think it wasn't going to be like, oh, Cindy's accused then, but she was getting time off of her sentence. Like, we have to remember the kind of the perks, Mm -hmm. if you can call them that. Obviously, it didn't turn out that way for some people, um, but the perks that they were offering. So these are all real people that didn't know each other before and have made these friends in prison and but they are legitimate friendships so you still kind of expect no one to do that to you obviously but when faced with that i think tasty is smart enough to like at least be able to think of it of course that's never going to justify anything and she's never going to be okay with it Mm -hmm. but at least i mean it makes me just feel awful for suzanne because the reaction that she had after which is laying in bed just like ah 
<laughs> Can we talk about this nappy-headed puppet <laughs> that Vince Tucky made right? that's supposed to look like Suzanne? At the beginning of the episode, I was like, what? what? When she takes it to Tasty in the Yard or what, whatever it's called. Uh, at the end where she's asking Suzanne like to tell her the story from camp. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you can tell it to me because I'm not a person. I actually thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Maybe we're, like, you know, delirious at this point, but I was like, this is funny. But that's just Pensatucky to do something so weird like that. Yeah. I don't know if you guys heard me point out, but Suzanne had a little poster on the wall of, like, little rocks with googly eyes. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so cute. She's such a child. I know. I know. And it, but, you know, another thing kind of piggybacking off the last episode as well, it's she has these moments where she just has more insight into these situations than even a lot of other people do. And she's still so confused because she's now it's, she's to the point where it's like, okay, but Cindy said she did this, but this didn't really happen. So how is this okay? It's like, she asked the questions with her own mind, but it's actually more, you know, educated or makes a better point than what anyone else is saying, because they don't even ask. They, they just accept the situation. And Mm -hmm. she at least has, you know, the courage to say it out loud, I guess. She and Pensatucky are kind of making for a really great little Tag combo. Team, yeah. yeah, I like them together because Pensatucky knows how to handle her and mm-hmm. I guess manipulate her in a way. Um, and Suzanne is friendly with everybody, but she respects Pensatucky's thought. Yeah. So I like them. What do you think about Suzanne telling Pensatucky about what actually happened the day of the shooting. Do you think it's a good idea or a bad idea? I mean, Pensatucky doesn't, isn't really known for keeping her mouth shut. But also she did keep a whole entire relationship and a whole runaway thing a secret as well. So maybe she is. I don't know. I can't really see it going anywhere. Yeah. I mean, they're both in the psych ward, so Mm -hmm. she's not going (laughs) to... Is that Florida? Mm-hmm. That's what they call Florida. Why did I think? Oh, no. Okay, so they're obviously they're off the psych ward. April. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they're not known to, you know, be of sound mind. Right. So neither of them. And I guess that's a good point. Like, who's actually going to listen to them? Exactly. I don't know. We'll see. But, you know, who's going to listen to us? <laughs> Francesca! Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, well, actually, you guys are listening to us, and we just wanted to thank you for doing that. Um, you guys make us the ESPN of TV Talk, and we appreciate that so much. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please make sure you hit subscribe and uh, like the thumbs up button. Hit the thumbs up button. <laughs> and then if you're listening to us on iTunes, rate us five stars and always leave us comments. We love reading them. Um, thanks for being a part of our conversation. Yes, Thank we you. love it so much. Um, before we move on to our next topic, the episode does end uh, with Ward sending Tasty to D-Block, Cindy to Florida. How did that come about? Badison to Missouri. Bye, bye, Badison. I'm so glad she's gone. So happy that she's so gone. So happy. Her and her horrible Boston accent. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I don't think we'll be seeing any more of her. Also, like, I gotta call you out, Orange is the New Black. Whenever the two times we've seen Badison get beat up by Tasty. It's just such a fake looking fall. Like it looks like it's a fake like uh, ragdoll wig because it glided so far and, and t- it's just like, yeah. like in a weird way. I was like, she didn't really fall right there, but that's okay. Um, but I actually felt a little bad for Tasty because I was like, oh, she should be in Florida. 
But I mean, Tennessee, she's a lifer, though. Yeah, they don't care about lifers. She's a. I mean, it makes sense, but you know. I love Tasty, so I wanted her to be in Florida and at least have something good. I don't know how Cindy got in Florida. Yeah, I'm wondering about that one, too. Yeah, that's really random. Well, because what she's in D block right now, and Tasty is in C block. So she's having trouble in C block, so they moved her to D block. Clearly, she can't be with Cindy because of the history, so they moved Cindy to Florida. Oh, yeah, because Seems like they could have just sent her to D block, but also I think she used to be there. And basically, it's all connected, and Florida isn't connected whatsoever. So it's like, put them as far away as possible. Yeah, I forgot that she was having issues in D block. Okay. And she also shuts down the Vosh transfer, which we, I don't think we thought was going to happen in the first place anyway. Um, It kind of ties us into a little bit just because of the Madison stuff. Alex is still going through her same situation, obviously. Um, You know, I'm a little... Maybe we'll get past the McCullough thing soon, but I just don't really know. Um, Piper's in there as well. You know, we're seeing, like, the random snippets of her. Yeah. And I know they're doing it because it's why this show... I mean, the show originally started because of her, because of yeah. her and that is what the book is centered around. Um, I'm interested to see if we'll see this every single episode. I did love seeing the parole officer yeah. breaking up the babysitting party. Me too. And I know they're doing it for a purpose. Like, we're still seeing this, and then we're going to see this other side of, you know, what it's like to be out. Obviously, it's going to be very different for each of them to be out if they, you know, fingers crossed, ever get out anyway. Um I definitely appreciate why they're doing it. I was interested to see how soon it would happen um, that the ladies of the little, like, babysitting group would actually find out. Mm -hmm. But clearly she knew that getting fired from her job was going to bring the parole officer calling. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes Piper is, like, kind of airheaded. So she's not thinking about it. I did think it was funny how the moms, well, that mom that (laughs) stayed at the very end, like, I don't know. I don't think I would have freaked out like that, like all the moms would have, because Piper's being is being the like nanny, I guess, for her niece. Right. So like, how it's not like she's watching all of your kids. Right. Yeah, but it's like, why would her brother not entrust her, the brother of this? Because it's know, her brother. You know what I mean? I don't know. But how she was blaming the baby. <laughs> I'm okay with it, but the baby's a little judgmental. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because I'm thinking about it and I'm putting myself in the mom's situations and I'm saying I only know this girl for what six two weeks right and all I'm at her house I'm letting her hold my baby and I find <laughs> out that she's an she's an ex con not because she came out and told us mm-hmm, but right. because her probation officer had to pop up because she didn't go on a visit she's she's irresponsible too yeah okay yeah i'm out peace out and i'm taking my baby deuces right and they don't know what kind of felony she committed i mean clearly she's out wasn't in there for very long so like can't be anything too major but i mean she was in for drug trafficking they don't it, they're not going to care to, you know, know the background of it. Right. This is someone, like you said, someone they just met. Okay, pish posh. Yeah, we have no history. Right. Wash your hands of it. We don't need this. Um, and, I mean, it's a sad reality yep. of the situation. I could imagine myself with a kid in the same, and I'm probably going to be like, okay, love you so much. No judgment, but, like, I got to go. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's your child. You know, you do cr- crazy things that you would never do, you know, in before you have a kid for that. I don't have kids, but, like, I can imagine what I would do. Um, but, you know, Piper's also very lucky in the sense that, you know, her parole officer comes, 
you got to get a job, which, like, you do. I'm pretty sure that's a part of almost every probation, Mm -hmm. uh, no matter what the charge is. And she's lucky to be able to go to her dad and ask for a job. Clearly, it's not a good situation, but at least she has a dad that has a... You know, I couldn't go to my dad and be like, hey, give me a job, because my dad works for somebody. But she's in this... She has this situation where she's lucky, lucky enough to be able to do that. So, you know, they're showing us every aspect, which I like. And I also love Piper... You know, I love my OGs, obviously, but I wonder where they're going to take her story, I guess, for the rest of the season. Because we're just getting a little bit of the same. I hope that this is a moment where Piper takes it upon herself to be more open about her past when Mm -hmm. she's dealing with new people. Not to say that she should be shouting it from the rooftops and let everybody know. But there are many times where Piper can should just be honest about what's going on and she chooses not to because of her pride or she's embarrassed or whatever what have you Mm -hmm. i just hope she learns and says you know what i just need to be more open about this Mm -hmm. because this is my truth and it's there's no hiding it i think it's like i watched i'm pretty sure this is like a disney movie or something like (laughs) that recently um where they said uh someone was like, oh, why didn't you tell me this? This is so huge. Like, how could you keep this secret? And the people had just recently met, and they were like, oh, well, give me a minute before I tell you my deepest, darkest secrets. Um, You know, I don't really know you. So, Mm -hmm. but I think the, it's not that, you know, and Piper doesn't really know these people, but she did have, like, she's lying about the wife thing when they're talking about, like, how did the nudes go over? Mm -hmm. She's like, she loved them. But I think it's different maybe when kids are involved, but she definitely doesn't owe it to anyone, especially at first, but also, like, yeah. she does need to learn. I mean, it is a part of her life, and if she was already in the situation where it seemed like she was becoming friends and maybe trusting these people, mm-hmm. then she could have given it a shot. She has to do it eventually. Yeah. Maybe, like, she'll have a conversation with Larry or something like that, since we saw him a couple of <laughs> You want Larry ago. to come back so bad. <laughs> no, I love Larry. I don't know when I started loving him, I, but I love Larry. Anytime I see him, I just think apple pie, so I can't. Oh, oh true, true, true. <laughs> Shall we? Can't. Uh, another OG. We're having a lot of problems tonight. Red is just in it. Um, yeah. uh, C.O. Copeland. Um, and we'll get to the ice part later, but approaches her about, uh, being the leader of the kitchen at the ice detention center. Um, but that they don't know that it's the ice. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They assume, I guess that it's their prison their or maybe yeah. Litchfield cause they're in Max and no, Litchfield isn't even a thing because of the riot. Yeah. Um, and she says no. And I didn't think that she would say yes. You know, we've seen a snippet of her um, throughout the first three episodes. Obviously, we got to see more tonight in the third episode. Um, But she is... She just can't handle it. And I really did. I know I said it earlier, but in that scene where they're... um, She and Gloria are by the dryers, I just... I'm like, oh my gosh, she's going to commit suicide. And, you know, I don't even want to say that because I don't want to be all, like, grim and dark. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Red is... From what they, I don't know how old the actress is, but according to what they've said in the show, like a significant amount or of years older than the rest of the pe- mm. of the people that she's kind of grouped with. Um, she even has a moment where she says something about um, I forget their names, but the two people who are Norma, no longer in the show, Norma and someone I forgot the other one, but they're. Yeah. They're not they're not around whatsoever anymore. Um, you said, oh my gosh, maybe she has Alzheimer's. I think that she's developing Alzheimer's or dementia or something. And the fact that you said that she's older than everybody, it mm-hmm. ties in. Because not only did that moment happen about the friends, but also when 
she and Gloria were in, not Max, that... Uh, the shoe. or Yeah, the shoe. Or yeah. Um, and they were naming ingredients for cakes. And Red was in the midst of naming ingredients for something. And Gloria said, okay, what cake are we making? And Red was just saying, what? What are you talking about? She completely mm-hmm. lost her chain of thought. And then the third time was when they got to the kitchen mm-hmm. at ICE. And Red and Lorna were saying, yeah, you know, you have to see Lorna's son's name. Mm-hmm. And Red had no clue who they were talking about. And then, um, oh, my gosh. I just said her name. Nikki? Nikki. Lorna. Nikki. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Nikki said, yeah, he's such a big kid right now. And Red's like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to see him. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like her memory is going. And that's part of why she's so depressed and sad. Because yeah. she knows there's something wrong. Yeah. And I think her being there by herself so long just probably did not help that whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. They talk about... Um, I. It's like, I hope it's not something like that. She, they do mention that you know, being in solitary confinement can cause people to have this type of situation. Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, I didn't, I guess when you put all those things together, it's a little scary to think about that. I feel like we don't have, I don't know, I, they have to make Red, you know, her exit of the show. I don't mean like, I mean like, you know, we're the final season of the, of the show. So like, how is her story going to end? I feel like they have to give her an epic ending but I just don't want it to be something like that. Yeah. But maybe being in the kitchen will make her better because Gloria talks her into it. Yep. And mm-hmm. says maybe we can get some of the old gang together and then everybody. It's Gloria, Red, Flocka, Lorna, and Nikki. And they're going to head the kitchen and they head on down to ice. Mm-hmm. And this means some of our favorite girls are going to be reunited. I'm so yes! excited. It's a very exciting thought of... Flocka and Maritza being back together mm-hmm. and just having so many of them back together, but it's obviously in a very bad situation. Um, probably the most, you know, emotional part of the episode is seeing what Blanca and Maritza are going through. Um, we get a bit of Blanca's story. Uh, Maritza obviously is just like, I'm an American citizen. I was born here. I, she is there, like, totally not correctly Mm -hmm. literally just because she is of latin whatever descent she is colombian Mm -hmm. perfect um blanca is a little bit of a different situation because i even had to look this up just to make sure that like we would say the right things because there's so many laws with this but she had a permanent resident green card we get a great flashback of them doing this whole like concert and a party and she's talking about how much she loves America and especially because it brought her her are they married at this point? No. no. Her her boo, let's say. Her boo thing. Exactly. Um and it's such it was difficult for me to see that because she was, you know, people people talk about the negative things about uh, you know, someone having a green card or uh immigrant workers, migrant workers, whatever. Um but she had a job she wasn't doing anything bad. The reason she went to jail, I mean, she's done some other stuff since, obviously, but she was covering for this lady that mm-hmm. she was taking care of who hit a mailman, um, who couldn't even say her name right. Yeah. But Blanca being the person that she was, you know, essentially covered for her. But it it just kills to see she was a, she was working, like I said, mm-hmm. a good citizen, 
trying just trying to do something right and then she also is put into this situation and it was interesting because this is when I googled it um just like she had this card what happens and from what I read it says that if you commit a certain you know a felony then you have to when you reapply from your for your green card it can be taken away or you have to you know speak in front of all of these deportation judges and things like that Um, But we find out later that it was because she admitted to being a part of the riot, and that is a deportable offense. And so they were not going to give her green card back. And she is obviously very upset about this because she was approached in that situation as it being a positive thing. And as it being, we're taking time off of your sentence, this is going to be good for you, but no one ever mentioned anything about, oh, but also this is going to, you know, cause you to be deported. Right. So I don't even understand... Obviously, we don't understand so many things that happen, but I'm just like, isn't that, don't they have to tell her that? No. No. Because the thing is, well, the thing, the right thing would be to tell her that, and right. they should, but it's easy when you're dealing with someone who's not from this country, English isn't their first language, people love to take advantage of that, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. if they don't have proper legal representation. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of times in situations like this, it's easier to just get the simplest solution so they can close the book and move on to the next case. So Mm -hmm. they were like, you know what? Plead guilty for this. These are your benefits. This is the best you're going to get. And if they pose it in a certain way like that, she doesn't have anybody telling her they're screwing you. She's going to take it because that's just a shortcut, but it's a shortcut to a really long journey ahead. Yeah. I don't even necessarily think that when they gave her the time off that they were like doing it on purpose because of this. I just think that they didn't even care to like look into her status or her situation to Mm -hmm. see what would happen because, you know, having that added to your record obviously is going to be bad for everyone. Um, But I just don't think they even cared either. And it's also an issue, you know, we see, Maritza kind of, she's still hopeful about everything because she is a true American citizen and she's like, no, we can figure this out, but Mm. everything costs money. And then how do you get money? And then how do you get in touch with anyone to even let them know where you are? There's a part of me that's like, because she does say that she has family, even though they're estranged. Um, But I'm like, maybe she'll get in touch with someone. But the whole time I'm wondering about Blanca's boo. Mm. And I'm like, where is he? Well... Well, when they when it happens, before that, I was like, oh, he can't, you know, Maritza says, like, well, you're just mad because your man abandoned, abandoned you. you. And then when we see throughout the flashbacks, I'm like, oh, he can't go because he's not uh, an American citizen. He also has a green card, you know, whatever can happen. At that point where I thought that he didn't even have a green card. Um, but then we see him finally getting to visit her. She was sent to Arizona He spent all this money to go visit her, and then because he didn't have his green card on him in this, like, random thing, which they say it's not, but whatever, um, they also put him in ice. That's, I mean, it's so horrible. I just, I, I'm surprised, I think we talked about it, but I'm surprised that he came down there without that, especially if he's going to an ice detention center, Mm -hmm. um, but it's, nonetheless, it's still pretty lame because he said oh all he said is i need my id like mm-hmm. he's probably was naive in that that aspect like what do i need to bring you yeah. know what i mean um 
I mean, this is it's totally different situation, but it's like no one's obligated technically to tell you what you have to bring. This happened with me with a license thing one time where I got a ticket and then they're like, oh, no, you have to do this, this, this. But then or I ended up having to do like multiple steps. No one ever told me. And then I got in extra trouble because I didn't do these things. And I was mm-hmm. like, I literally asked, is there anything else I need to do or am I good to go? And they're like, no, all good. And That's then it was the, a whole other mess. Obviously, yeah. totally different situation. Mm-hmm. But it's like they expect – it's called something. I just don't know what it's called. They expect you to know the law of what you're supposed to do. And I, that I, assumption is the problem with the justice system that we right. have. Because the thing is, not everybody can afford proper representation or just someone to give advice. Because mm-hmm. lawyers will charge you per hour just to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And so it's very unfortunate because you're always going to find yourself in situations like that. Because who's going to know – the laws off the top of your head. And then on top of that, every state is different. Yeah, very true. I just think of it, you know, it's I, it's weird to say, like, I like the way that they're handling it, but I like the way that they're handling it in the show, like showing us what can really happen, mm-hmm. what does really happen. It's actually teaching me stuff, literally, like I said, looked stuff up to make sure that, like, we were accurate in what we were saying. Mm-hmm. Um but I almost look at it and be like, oh, they're almost, like, lucky that they are where they are because look at what's happening in real life and what could be going on. Not to say that they're lucky, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It could be worse. Yeah. Exactly. Um, before we get into our special segment, anything else from the episode? We good. I'm good. Yeah. It's a lot to digest. I know. Plus, on a lighter note, let's <laughs> get into our special segment. <laughs> okay, so we're playing... Who said it again? All right, I'm going to do better this time. Yes, I'm giving you guys a chance. Okay, so we're going to jump right into it. Drum roll. So our first <laughs> quote is, you gave my job to a 12-year-old. Figueroa. Figueroa. Okay, good. <laughs> it keeps the ladies entertained, so we decided not to deport it. This is a tricky oh. one. You have to know. You have to. It was... Um, it was the hot new guy, mm-hmm. Carlos. Yes! yes! Oh, my God! <laughs> hey, boo, call me. Hey, Carlos. Love you, Carlos. <laughs> okay. Bitch, I was born here. I committed my crime legally. Marenta! Okay. <laughs> that was one of my favorite lines. That was my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean when people tell you you're pregnant and your best friend's stepdad gives you money for an abortion you don't need? Pentateuchy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if I come up with this stuff? The, uh, okay. Okay. It's a sign you can get shit on at any moment, even indoors. Blanca. Blanca. Yes. Okay, the here's bird. the last the one. Bird. I heard all about the dark web on black Twitter. <laughs> Was it Cindy? Yeah. yeah. I, don't know. I don't know that one. There you go. Oh Yay! my gosh, you did awesome this time. Awesome. Francesca, you won that round. So Shall we? I'll get to the next episode. So quotable. Right? Uh, okay, now for some news and gossip for y'all. After Buzz TV News. Um, the lovely Daniel Brooks that plays um, our fave girl, Tasty, came out with a special EP. She actually wrote it herself, and it mentions, um, it's about being on the show, and it actually mentions a lot of the characters. She posted it on her Instagram. I think it launched yesterday, um, but we're just going to play a little snippet of, okay, of it for y'all. Why does that make me sad? I hope they play this on the last um, episode. 
Oh my God, waterworks! Y'all, we got to give Danielle Brooks some love yeah. and go and buy that because it, she literally says she mentions everybody or almost everybody on the show, and it's just kind of an ode to oh. her entire time on Orange Is the New Black. So you go, girl. I know I'm gonna cry, and I did not know she could sing like that. Me either. Mm-hmm. Me either. It's so peaceful. Props to her. Um, okay, now let's do some predictions before we wrap up. So much. <laughs> There's so much going on. I think that since um, the the kitchen crew came down, that they're going to have Blanca and um, Maritza are going to have a way to get someone from the outside to help them. Since, you know, they're in there, they can't really have any phone calls. They don't get a lawyer or, like, uh, the stuff that you normally do in the regular jail system. So now that... You know, her BFF Flocka is going to be there. They're going to help help Contact get them out of there. Help. Mm-hmm. I mean, if and at the very least, back into regular jail. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but uh. it seems like it's crazy that that seems like it would be a plus, but it'll right. be, you know, it kind of is at this point. I can see the kitchen crew really coming together and happy for the moment, but I feel like Gloria is going to. F- find out that there's something wrong with Red. I mm-hmm. think she's going... Because now that they don't have the walls in between them, they can really interact. She's going to notice that something's off. So I... Which is a good thing because Red needs as much help as possible. Yeah. Even yeah. though... I'm not saying that she does have dementia, but if yeah, that yeah. Are the, those are the cards that she's dealt. Um, it will be good to have somebody on her side to help her through a dramatic transition like that. Do you think Gloria already has any idea? Because just thinking about the situation or when they were talking by the dryers or whatever, mm-hmm. Gloria was almost speaking to her in a motherly way. Like, we're going to do this. Yeah. I mean, obviously she's sad, so she's trying to make her feel better, but... Yeah, I think Gloria has a very good inkling that there is something off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think she thinks it's more emotionally versus something health-wise mentally. Yeah, I concur. Um, I mean, obviously there's just so much happening. I'm going to definitely predict that we're not going to see Madison anymore. Yes! Yes! Very Thank happy. God. Love oh my it. gosh. Um, I also think that the kitchen crew will kind of come together to help uh, Blanca and Maritza but I don't. I just don't think it's gonna end well. I mean, I, I know Keith like ending on this very somber note. Um, but I do think that something good is gonna happen for somebody. Somebody, I hope anybody. So. It's just got. I, I don't. I can't even predict who at this moment. But yeah. I predict something good will happen. And yeah. there we are. There okay. we are. There we are. I hope so too. Yes. Well, thank y'all so much for joining us. Uh, another great episode with y'all. Definitely let us know what you thought in the comments. Um, we want to interact with y'all. We read everything and try to respond to everything as well. So definitely let us know. Um, in the meantime, y'all can find me everywhere at April Wissenhand. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at XOXOCESCA. I am underscore B. I am B underscore Cheyenne. <laughs> C-H-I-A-N-N-E on Instagram. And y'all can find all of us everywhere at AfterBuzz TV. Remember to subscribe, like, and comment, and we will see y'all for episode four. Thanks for watching. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. 
Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.